Hello, people. Welcome to episode 22 of the D&D Football Factory podcast. I'm Double D, and I've got the squad with me here for episode 22, which is the end of season roundup. We'll be giving out the what is to combine, isn't it? The D&D Football Factory and uh, Shoot the Defence, <laughs> you might as well say, awards um, for the 21 to 22 season. I've got my co-host from the radio show on the set. On the Saturday morning on, on Top FM, D-Man is in the place. Hello, hello. You're right. I'm good to go, man. I'm good to go. It's about time. Looking forward to this one still. Boy, boy, it's going to be, it might, it might be a bit controversial. <laughs> it <laughs> might just be a bit controversial. Big Stell is here from Shoot the Defence. Good evening. How you doing? I'm good. I see you, man's got the no trust test background. Listen, off. I've got a cup final to go to on Wednesday. I've got my tickets. Come on. Flight. I'm flying out Tuesday night, going to the game Ooh. Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, hopefully you won't you see mean, me ever again. You, you, <laughs> oh <my laughs> you, you, you mean you're going to the Cypriot Cup final instead yeah. of watching the Europa League Conference final? How dare you? Hey, listen, How we might you? be in the Europa League final next season. You never know. Look, come on. Know. With Neil Lennon in charge, anything is possible. Come on, <laughs> come on the money up. Come Big Sam's in the house. Good morning. Good evening, folks. Jesus. Th- th- He's back th- on the source. <laughs> he, he thinks we're doing the radio show. Thanks for not having the camera right bang on your forehead um, this time, Big Sammy. You get me? Thanks, <laughs> Thanks mate. <laughs> and we've got Goliath in the house somewhere, I believe. Oh, Goliath back in the building. Yeah, the, the the Dartford FC fan. <laughs> there he is. Last but not least, a lot of people that shoot to the footy factory say, where's this guy that you talk about? I've never seen him. You know what I'm saying? The means, he's right. He's, he's, he's here. Yeah, I'm, here. He's here. I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I'm he's, out. He's here. Are you, fresh home and that. Fresh home and that. No, I'm <laughs> I did six years in the big, yeah. Say no. Yeah. Fresh home, I'm out. Is your is your team staying up? Dartford, they're in the playoffs. <laughs> is your is, is the team you support gonna make the Champions League? Dartford. You I said, is the team hey. you support going to make the Champions League? Don't try and big duck up, the question. Big up, listen. I'm sick and tired of Inter Milan. We're going to get to them later. Yeah. Big up AC Milan finally <laughs> doing their team. Hey, shut up, man. <laughs> shut up. This is a Premier League podcast. You're... <laughs> you no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. It's, it's, it's good. It's good to be back. Absolutely. God bless you. Big up, we, we might have FBJ um, dropping um, if he gets back in time, but. As I said, it's the end well, of the, season. The, the King of London, the King of North London isn't here. What, we must be graced by his nature? <laughs> is that, is that is? There's only one King of North London in this room, yeah? <laughs> know yourself. <laughs> know this, man. Right, as I said, it's the um, end of season awards. So we're going to be doing um, team of the season, Player of the season, goal of the season, overachievers, underachievers, all of it. Obviously, when we first did this, what that was three years ago now, wasn't it? We had still on there to, as we went through all the teams, um, highly enjoyable episodes, lots of joke being cracked. But um, 
So we'll start with the team of the season, of course, which is the most important thing to a lot of people. And then we'll follow that up with the player of the season. So um, I'll, um, I'll start with my keeper, right? And then we'll go around, do keepers. We'll do def- um, defenders all together, midfielders, whatever. 4 3 3 formation I'm going with. And in goal, I'm going to have Allison. Him and Edison have both got um, 20 clean sheets this season. We'll see on Sunday who keeps a clean sheet or whether or not they share the golden gloves or whatnot. He's had some games for Liverpool where he's had nothing to do. And um, then he's made a big save, whether it be a one on one or whatever. So, yeah, um, Allison is my goalkeeper. D, who you got? I was going to say Jordan Pickford, you know, no, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> I reckon, you know what? I don't think you can look past Alisson, to be honest. I mean, beginning of the season, everyone was talking about Mendy and stuff like that, but no. Alisson's now coming into that keeper where, the Malik keepers where you're surprised when he actually gets beat because you know, whatever shot's coming at him, more than likely he's going to save it when it's one-on-one, tight angles, long ranges. He just looks like a rocket at the, in, in, in the goal. So I'm going to go with Alisson. Still, who you going with? Well, I'm going to go against the grain here. I'm going to go for a goalkeeper who joined from a pretty average league from a club that has been dominating that average league for a decade, 15 years. Is, uh, is, John, is, your, goal, is your goalkeeper Portuguese by any chance? He is Portuguese. He is, yeah, yeah. That Jose would have been Sa. my pick two months ago. Uh, Jose Sarr, yeah. Because <laughs> coming from Olympia Goz, where you're winning the league championship every fucking season, having literally nothing to do. All right, they lost a couple of years, they didn't win the league, but, you know, and um, he's been fantastic for them this season. All right, back into this season hasn't been too good, but they've had nothing to play for, really, Wolves. And I think the, the, the start of the season that he had, the amount of clean sheets, the, the saves that he was making, yeah, I, I, he's, he's my pick. He's your tip, right. Big Sammy, who you got? Alison, Alison for me. Um, he has <laughs> not said he hasn't had some scary moments this season, but he's been dependable as always. Uh, yes, he does share the clean sheet, um, Edison. But uh, yeah, he's he's just been fantastic. He's always been fantastic for us, and yeah, Alison. Alison, Chadas, who you got? Goliath, you got? Um. Yeah, I know they say, you know, the, the goalkeeper that that kind of isn't the busiest and then has to pull out a save once or twice in a match is normally the one that you go with. But I, I kind of agree with still. I'm going with Jose Sarr as well. Back end of the season hasn't been great, but he's, he's hitting the nail on the head. Wolves ain't had nothing to play for. Um, the easy choice would be Alisson. He's obviously up there, but I agree with still. I'm, I'm going with Sarr. Cool. You're going with Sarja, excellent. Right, back four. Um, right, so back four. This was hard. I've been four, three, three, as I said. This was a tough one. Um, <laughs> because I really, really wanted to include Andy Robertson in the um, in the side. But um, I'm going to go back four of... Alexander-Arnold, Matip, Van Dijk and Cancelo. 
which is a bit mad because obviously if City end up winning the league, then we're going to have, my team's going to have more, one more Liverpool player in it than Man City players. But um, yeah, that's what I'm going to go with. Trent has been consistent throughout the season. Um, Minimised the amount of poor defensive games he's had. Cancelo's been brilliant whether he's played on the left or the right. Made a lot of tackles. Game forwards, he's like an extra midfielder for City. Van Dijk's done really well since coming back from his injury. And Joel Matip, I think, deserves his praise because he's actually outperformed Van Dijk in a number of games this season. But Van Dijk is the, the name that everyone is going to call. So, yeah, that's my back four. Um, get me. Uh, you got D? Uh, okay, Cancelo's my left back. Mm-hmm. Um, Van Dijk, you know, centre back. Now the next two, you know what? I'm gonna say right back Carl Walker, simply because I think you've seen how important he is to that team when he's not in that team. You see the difference in City when he's not in that team. Um, and centre back, I've been impressed with Kanate. I'm gonna put Kanate in centre back. He's done. He's done very well in the games that he's played. Still, yeah. Who, who, who's your Who's your other one? Wait, can Can I in here? You said that Van Dyke. Oh, you did say Van. Dijk. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Still, my team is going to be full of random players, but I'm picking them based on the surprise factor and how well they've done, given where they've come from and the teams that they play for. So the obvious two, I'm going to go with Trent at right back because this is a, a kid who has come back from long COVID, um, has been absolutely sensational, especially since January. Um, and you know what you're going to get from him, assists, goals sometimes. Um, and while he can get caught defensively, God, as, as, a, as a right fullback, it's, it's like I keep saying, he's like, he's like into a SNM with that whip he puts on the ball. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Left back, I'm going to go for um, Kukurea. At, um, I was actually considered. I was actually strongly considering him. He's been really good. Well, it, Don't it he, on the right. It was either him or, or Cancelo, but no disrespect, but he, Cancelo plays for City, right? And the job that he's got, and I mean, you can say the same for Trent, but Trent has been exceptional throughout the season. Mm. And Cancelo recently has, has gone off the wing. He's, he's he's made a lot of mistakes, especially in Madrid, but. I think Kukurea's first uh, season in the Premier League um, with Brighton, who no one really expects to do much, he's been fantastic for him. Centre-back is obvious, Van Dijk. I don't think I can say anything more, really, about him that everyone else has said. And my other centre-back is going to be Gwehi at Palace. I was going to say... He's been, he's been really good. Yeah. He's been really, yeah. really good. I, mean, I like that. First, first season in the Premier League, he was on loan at Swansea, wasn't he, from Chelsea? Mm-hmm. Um, and for him to come in at Crystal Palace, who let, let's get it right here, Crystal Palace had a major, they had major surgery in the summer. New manager, six or seven players leaving, um, you know, Dan not being available, all these other defenders leaving, and he's been rock solid this season. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's he's in there for see, two unconventional players and, and two standard ones. Yeah. Can I say Kukurella is going to be at Man City next season. Though? <laughs> well, it was a surprise, man. He, he, he was in Barcelona Academy, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Yep. yeah, 30 million, he's going to be there, mate. But anyway, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a not Newcastle. Nah, 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 we're getting that. <laughs> What's his name? Lodi? We're getting him,
Big Big Sam, are you? What are you doing? Three, four, five at the back. I'm doing four at the back, and it's pretty much the same as yours, Double D. I was going to. I didn't consider. <laughs> you know, I'll be forever the plagiarist. Um, <laughs> That's why you will never I... win. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am going to say right back, Trent. Uh, yeah, man. I mean, this season there has always been this question of whether or not he can defend, and I think Come this on. season he's he's been a lot better defensively, attack wise. It, 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 it is what it is with him. He's he's just brilliant. You know, um, so many strings to his bow. Uh, uh, defender variety, Trent right back. Uh, the centre halves, Virgil Matip, especially Matip because he's lost the whole season without any injury. And you know, like what you said, uh, arguably he's been the better of the two. You know, and what I've liked from him especially is that some of the games you see him going on these little runs through midfield, mm-hmm. and you know. Uh, Almost, I think he's got about four goals, three or four goals to his name this season. Amazing. And um, left back, yeah, Cancelo. Madman. Madman at left back. You know, just like Robinson, he's able to balance between who? defense and attack. Who? So well. Just like who? Robinson. The mouthy one. Robertson, mate. Robertson. You said, Robert, you said Robinson. How dare you? Sorry, Robertson. See, he Robertson. gets that from me. I told you, man, what his name is. Go away. You're a mouthy little setup, but anyway. Go away. You get what I'm saying? Yeah? Yeah? yeah. Big up Iron Brute. Goliath, Chadders, who you got? Cancelo's one of the best fullbacks. The brother's unreal, man. So, Cancelo, Cancelo, um, yeah, Trent, Trent has shot me up this year. You're not going to get no arguments for me. I hear D when he says Carl Walker, and I was going to be cheeky and flinging two right backs. But just because of what Big Sam said as well, I agree. Matip has been unreal this mm-hmm. season. Absolutely unreal. So it's going to be two, 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 two. So you've got Trent, Cancelo, Van Dijk, goes without saying, but definitely special mention to Matip. He's been unreal. Absolutely unreal. And Cucurella was very close, but no one's touching Cancelo this season. No one. There you, there you go, there you go. But I've gone... This was tricky. Um, I've gone three, because I've gone three, four, three, three, obviously. I've gone three in midfield. But um, shout out coach and Amanda. <laughs> but um, oh, I've got two City players in there. I've got De Bruyne and I've got... Um, Bernardo Silva. Now, my third one, some might call it an alternative, but I've put him in because I don't know if anyone else will have him in, but without him this season, you've seen how much that they've got exposed and he keeps things ticking over. And especially in the first part of the season, he was get, had a couple unreal assists, scored a big goal in the, um, the comeback against Liverpool at home. I've gone for Kovacic with my two Man City guys. That's my Midfield three. Do you who you got and how many you got in midfield at that? I've got three midfield as well. Um, I've got obviously the obvious choice is KDB because for me, head and shoulders above anybody in this league. 
um, especially when he came up from injury, he had a slow start to the season, but he showed why he, he's so good and why he's held in so high, so much high regard and that um, ultimate big game player, especially in the league and that. Um, I can't think of any other player that really steps up on those occasions like he does. So he he gets in there. I'm going to put Rodri in there um, because I think his his role it goes unnoticed. But a he, he this brother never loses the ball. He's so calm under pressure. He is the heir to like Virgil Busquets' um, crown. Like he, I don't think anyone in the league like him, and he can do everything. So I'm going to put, and I think he's had a very good season. And you disrespect him, you disrespect him for Fabinho, yeah. No, don't get me wrong, Fabinho's, Fabinho's a bad boy, but I don't think he's been outstanding this season. I don't think he's been the no, 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 Nah, I, I don't think, I don't, I think he, he's in the same mode as Busquets, bro. He, he's, he's, he's like that. But um, I'm going to show my bias here and I'm going to say Bruno G from Newcastle. Yes. Because what he, the way he's settled in since he's come, I know Eddie Howe, like, you know, rightly so, you know, eased him into the first team and that. But since then, arguably he's the first name on the team sheet. And every game that he's played, whether we win or lose, He's one of the top players in the pitch. He's always Newcastle's best player. And nine times out of ten, he outshines the opposition. It's only against like the Man City and the Liverpool where he hasn't really, he's had to hold his own. But even then, he still held his own. So to me, he scored some outstanding goals. Um, he scored regularly and never very rarely loses the ball. He's good on the ball. He's, he's just what Newcastle needed to, to push up that table. For so me, I think he's had a, he's only been there for half a season, but I'm still gonna put him in there. Okay, okay. Still, who you got in midfield? Uh, okay, I'm going to go three in, three in the middle. Uh, De Bruyne, mm-hmm. not, can't really say anything again. Same with yeah. like, what is there to say that hasn't really been said? Um, my next one is going to be Declan Rice. And I'm not one of these people that get on the hype train when it comes to English players because, you know, an English player that is decent is worth like 30, 40 million. But this lad, he's carried West Ham, especially in the middle of the park. Um, you know, when Socek's been quiet, Rice <coughs> always steps up. He's been a fantastic captain, um, you know, and he's he's really delivered when he's had to. And he's played how many games this season? It's ridiculous. You're talking about, what, 30-odd, well, 38 league games. You've got Europa League, FA Cup. I think he's been outstanding. Um, so, De Bruyne, Rice and... I was going to go with Rodri, but there's another player that City have in the middle of the park who, again, goes under the radar for some reason. And he's been phenomenal for him since joining many years ago. And you can tell they miss him when he's not there. And that's Gundogan. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was one of the doubters when he joined them from Dortmund. I've always had this thing about players joining from Dortmund. Never really rated them. You know, that's why I call him Fordmund. And uh, <laughs> this, this is a bloke that had a spinal injury came to the Premier League and I was thinking, how's he going to cope? But he's been one of their standout players. You know, when people talk about Man City's successful era, they talk about Aguero, company, etc. Gundogan is like the next phase of the era that they're going to be talking about. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's, he, he comes in for my, for, for my team. Cool, cool. Sabi, who you got in midfield? Um, KDB. Uh, obvious reasons. Uh, just brilliant. 
Um, I'm going to also go for Rodri as well, because I think just like what Dima said, he is, he is the heir apparent to Busquets. And he's another guy that if you don't really watch what he does, you think he doesn't do anything. But he's so key and crucial to that midfield. Um, plus, he scored some banging goals this season as well. Um, was the one they can suffer. Uh, I can't, I'm, I'm not going to say anything. But um, yeah, uh, Rodri. And the... Uh, see, I wanted to go for Bernardo Silva. But I am going to go for Thiago. I'm going to say Thiago. Um, I thought of him too. Yeah. I mean, that guy, if he's not in our midfield, um, I worry. I like the fact that he started a lot more games this season and the composure this guy has. The fact that he's been available for the majority of the season has been fantastic. But when this guy's on the ball, just instinctive, he knows what he needs to do with it. He's 10 steps ahead of a lot of midfielders in this league. And um, I mean, he is who he is. You know, he is who he is. And um, yeah, uh, Thiago. Cool, cool. Goliath, who you got? I'm going with two West Ham players. I'm I'm going against the green here. Um, Kevin De Bruyne. We don't need to speak about him. Um, I'm going with with Declan Rice. As still mentioned, I'm also going with Bowen. Okay, he's he's in my front three still. He's in my front three still. <laughs> I've gone four. I've gone four in midfield. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna have Bowen. Oh, yeah, I'm gonna have Bowen there. Um, I'm gonna have Declan Rice. I'm gonna have Kevin De Bruyne. And you know who I've liked since you guys signed him? Um, Liverpool. Diaz. Oh. Cold. 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 For me. For me now. Again, I don't want to digress too much. It's something that we can maybe delve into later. Him and Jota. Salah can move now. <laughs> but he needs to go now he needs to go now he needs to go now Diaz and Jota but Diaz especially cold cold footballer he's he's, he's unreal his ceiling is ridiculous ridiculous like I think he's a frightening player I think he's going to be one that's next in terms of when you're talking about big, big, big performance and, and player of the season and that, I think Diaz is going to be up there next year, maybe even the year after. Jeez. Right, so up top, um, one of the names you just put there in the midfield, but obviously because you're play, playing four, so it works as a, as a winger. I've got Bowen, I've got Salah, and I've got Son as my front three. Son could do his false nine thing that he does when Kane's not there. Son could still get golden boot. Only one goal behind Salah now. No penalties. Um, goal, shot to goal ratio is very, very good as well because he, he takes a lot of set pieces and whatnot. He doesn't um, get in as many shots. Um, there's certain other players that he's second in the league in scoring. Salah goes without saying, though he's not been great since um, the last couple of months he's coming back from AFCOM. Um still has scored in nearly all the big games this season. But what's more impressive is that a lot of people get onto him with the fact of him being greedy and he leads the league in assists. Um, so if I could, if a lot of people were crying last season when Kane led the league in goals and assists and they think sure, he should um, he should have got player of the year or whatever, Salah's at the moment and this Sunday changes that he's doing that and um, he's assuring but yeah, Bowen, Bowen's been outstanding, but I've rated Bowen, I've got put onto him 
when he was in the championship at Hull and he's come Prem and um, he did well last season and he's just continued on this season but done it in longer stretches and because Antonio has barely scored any goals since like October or November without what Bowen's done the goals and assists though West Ham might fall short than where they wanted to in the league without what he's done they would be even lower so yes you've got to go with Jared Bowen man you get me so boy who's your front three okay so like I said I'm I'm putting Bowen sent forward Um, simply because like he's you know I don't need to say much about Bowen the season that he's had um, and I think if he can carry on this form into the early next season he's a shame for that that national national team for the World Cup Um, he he surprised me don't remember I think I've always thought he's, he's decent but what he's done this season, and like I said, when Antonio has been scoring the goals, bar Declan Rice, he has been the reason why West Ham have been that successful. Like, the, the important goals that he scores and the regularity that he scores. Like he's not just he's not a streaky player, he's consistent this season. He's been very consistent. So he gets in there. Um, I'm gonna put Salah in there, not begrudgingly, but I've never seen well, not say I've never seen, but the drop-off in, in form that he's had, goal scoring form. The turn of the year has been quite shocking. Let's be honest; it's been quite shocking. But he's done—he did so well in the first half of the season. Mm-hmm. He stays in that team. Um, yes, he's been getting the, the assists here and there and that, but you can see he wants the goals and he's not getting them. Like he's rushing his shots now. But like I said, for the first half of the season and the quality of goals that he was scoring, I can't. I can't remember. This guy was being touted as the best in the world at the time. He's not now, yeah. don't wrong, but that's the levels he was showing. They were comparing him to, to, to Messi and everything there. Like he was that good. The other the fair position I am I'm gonna go with Diaz. Um similar to what Chad said, I believe that this will be he will be um Liverpool's star man in the next few years. That will be his team. And Salah holding out on his contract. Boy, he's looking at Diaz and, and they're thinking, boy, I think the, it's just a Liverpool position now. Like, say, you are replaceable. Like, if 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 Diaz can, you know, f- um, tighten up on, on his 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 his, um, his shots, uh, improve his shot accuracy and stuff like that as he gets forward, he's only young. I think, you know, the world is oyster, to be fair. And I speak to my brother recently and he's like, similar to Haaland, Liverpool will be a stepping stone. No disrespect, but he will end up at Barcelona or Real Madrid later on in his career. <laughs> but for now, I think he's going to go down as one of the Premier's best, best, best top he's players. A he's a I, rated, I, I rated him from he was at Porto and then obviously oh, yeah. he banged in goals in the flipping Copa America as well. Like, he's, he's just, he's effortless. Yeah. His game is effortless, but if he beat and one, the, of the and the, one of the best yeah. signings Klopp's ever made and, and, yeah. at that particular time as well because the, the lift that he's given Liverpool, mm. you look wouldn't be wouldn't be chasing a quad without it. Put it that way, like no, no, they're, 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 they're they're definitely, they're definitely not. Because as you said, Salah's drop off. Mane's represented. In fact, he actually he Mane. He actually compliments Mane better than he compliments um, Salah, as we've yeah. seen. But we'll get into that. We, we might carry that on into some extra time on Saturday or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. We, we talk about that. But 
he beats people effortlessly. And at the moment, even listen to his interviews and whatnot, coming to a new country, adapting and whatnot, how it's been hard. I still think he's be playing within himself at the moment. Next yeah, season, yeah, he's yeah. going to shoot season. more and whatnot next season. And it's going to be a madness for defence as well. Yeah, yeah. So he's that's my close control. He's close control when he takes on a man and he dribbles. He's, he's so cold. Like, <laughs> I use the word. It's been a long time since I've seen a winger that I consider frightening. And I literally mean frightening. Like you see that you're going to be the fullback that's marking him, yeah? And you're not sleeping that night. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, scared. he's scary. Honestly, he's scary. Yeah. I think he, his ceiling is ridiculous. <laughs> you lot smashed it signing him. <laughs> well, we got to fake Tottenham and West Ham and that because if they never <laughs> applied pressure in January, we wanted him from the start of last season, but we were waiting until this summer to bid. So they just quick, they were the catalyst. They just quickened up the process. Yeah. Thank God for that because at first when we bought him, people were messaging me and saying, oh, why are you spending 40 million for forwards? You don't actually need him. And I said, you nah. just watch, we've been crying out for another person just so we can mix it up a bit and you've seen that though the salad goals have dried up because now we, we've got NSG options now yeah you've seen that flipping what is brought to the squad and in terms of the uplift because being able to rotate has sustained the challenge and as you said we would have got knocked out of at least one of the competitions if it wasn't for having him to win their important goals as well so you know so yeah 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 I, I hear that 100% the um so still front three uh okay Mo Salah mm-hmm. he's just he's just a machine <clears throat> that's a fucking machine and um yeah ridiculous footballer absolutely ridiculous um the stats that he puts up every season wow um my other wide man I'm gonna go with a guy that for some reason do you remember when United were doing well in the 90s? People were talking about Cantona and Ince and McClare and all these other players. There's one player that was putting up figures week in, week out, being consistent, and no one really spoke about him. That was Andre Kanchelskis. And for me, Sadio Mane is like mm-hmm. Andre Kanchelskis because he, he scores so many important goals. Mm-hmm. He's a clutch player. This is the thing, and look, Diaz has come in and he's been ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not disputing that. But if you look at the timing of Mane's goals, you know, mm-hmm. there was a game against Norwich, I think. Um, were, were you a goal down, or it was nil nil, and you you were struggling? Yeah, we were, we were made, losing. We were losing one nil. You're losing, yeah, and you know, just out of the blue, out of nowhere, like Randy Orton, he puts the ball in the back of the net, and he's been <laughs> doing that ever since he joined Liverpool, and. Yep. Do you know what? I, I, they talk about Salah. They talk about, you know, Van Dyke. They talk about Trent. And I'm looking at Mane. I'm thinking, Jesus Christ, if Liverpool win the Champions League this season, he's got to be up for Ballon d'Or. You find yeah. him on AFCON as well. Yeah. I mean, and I think this is what frustrates me about this whole, like, social media thing, because it's almost as if, like, players like him... OK, granted, he's, he's scored some important goals and he's, he's been consistent... But it's almost as if because he's not constantly in the limelight, mm-hmm. he, he, he goes under the radar. Mm-hmm. I think he offers so much to Liverpool. He scores goals with his right foot, his left foot, his head. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and this is a guy that joined from Southampton for fuck's sake. Like, it's not as if he was Van Dyke was at Celtic, a big club, and then he went to, to Southampton and he re-established himself. Mane came from, was it Belgium? Or was it like, like a mid-table Dutch team or something? I, 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 I can't remember. I don't even know. Like, so, and this guy gets constantly, like, ignored. Like, people mention him, but they don't mm. talk him in the same breath as, as, as Salah. And I think he's such an important player to Liverpool, man. Yep. Um, and my centre-forward, and people are going to groan and moan, but for the season that his club has had, mate this this isn't like a man I love him this is this is just fact there so the so that... when you come on here it's never been a man that I'd love him ever <laughs> so you're 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 granted this you have permission <laughs> <laughs> well look for, for me this guy he's he's come back to the Premier League after playing in, in Serie A ripping it to pieces and he scored 18 goals. <laughs> He's 37, scoring 18 goals for this Man United. Not, <laughs> not 2008 Man United. <laughs> yeah, not, not 2008, not fucking 2005, not 2006, <laughs> not, not fucking under Ron Atkinson or Dave Sexton, yeah, or fucking this Man United, the worst Man United <laughs> I have ever seen, ever. And I've seen some shit Man United, you know, even, you know, even before the, the, the success with Fergie, you know, before when Fergie first joined with fucking uh, Ralph Milne and all these other fucking... <laughs> I mean, and this guy's come in at 37 years old and he's had to carry... Oh, yeah, and, and his, his kid died as well, mind, yeah, and he's still scoring goals. Yeah. The psychology and this this bloke, he's 37 years old. He's got the body of a fucking god. Like, you know, how can you be 37 years old looking like this? It's ridiculous. D-man. D-man. The only CR7 we acknowledge is Fulton Heath. Fulton Heath. Yeah, that's in case Simon wow. George is watching. Del, he might, Del, he might, no. Simon George <laughs> might ask if you've been credited or fought in Heath before. You get me? Stel, no, Stel, Stel is right in terms of Ronaldo and coming back at that age and coming back to that club. I mean, I don't agree, but I'm not going to deny a man who says that based on what he's just said. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> My question to you, Stowe, is this. What are your thoughts on people Ronaldo's age and older or slightly younger doing the Sioux celebration? Be honest. <laughs> Check their hard drives. <laughs> that's, that's all I have to say. Operation U-Tree, all that kind of shit. Is it, is it acceptable... If they do it, if they score with him on FIFA, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's FIFA, man. Like, and if you're playing against your mates and you want to, yeah, of course. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, hold on, you mean make the player do it on the team on the computer, or you get up and do it yourself? Both. Nah, brother, you cannot be getting up and doing that as a grown man. <laughs> if, if you're playing against your mates. If you're playing against your mates, yeah, listen, you, you know how it gets. You get Hang about, hang about. If it's if it's nil nil, you play against your mate that's been given all of this the fucking past couple of weeks. I'm going to come to your yard. I'm going to beat you on FIFA, and then you score a last minute goal with Cristiano. 
course you're gonna do that. And then if there's a punch up, don't be surprised. <laughs> bro, that's 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 the nicest way of saying suck your mum, right? <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. I'd rather say it, bro. They can't be doing them things. Do you know why Chad's asking that? Because he's probably just done it before he's come on here, bro. So he's he trying to get advocated. He wants to be advocated. <laughs> no, no, I, 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 I didn't. I didn't What's the podcast? That, I agree with me. But it's, it's, but when I, when I see it at full time, I mean, when he scores and I hear people saying it, it reminds me of like when Ruth Van Nistelrooy scored. All the United fans would say rude, rude, whatever. Or, Whenever someone scores, they 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 say their name, whatever. And that's Ronaldo's thing. But when I see it at full time, people doing that, you know, it's like, come on, man! Like this, this is ill. This is this is disgusting. Like, I, I cover my daughter's eyes. You know, like, what is this? <laughs> so yeah, but that, that's 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 the reason why I've, I've got him in my team. I mean, obviously, there's other players that have done well. You can say, you know, uh, obviously Son, I could put him in. Kane, I could put him in. But given, like I said, given the circumstances at United, man, I mean, who's actually performed in that team this year? Like, who's that? I'm not even going to use the word consistently because they've been consistently bad. But th- this guy has pulled this club out of the mire. Imagine where United would be without his goals this season. Yeah. 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 You no. Know? So yeah, that's, that's actually, I, I try to put, see things objectively and, and think the reason, hence the reason why I put players like where in and all that. I don't, mm. I, I could have easily put in Harry Kane because Harry Kane's been scoring goals, but he didn't score at the beginning of the season. But yeah, overall, like, yeah, that, that, that boy Ronaldo or that bloke Ronaldo fucking hell. So, yeah. No, I like your grey he pick at the back, but he actually is actually worthy the more I think about it. You know? You can't change your mind worthy. now. He's been very good. I'm just, I'm just saying, bro. Well, no, know, no, can't I've, I've not done a write-up yet, so you know, you might see a little change. <laughs> just saying. <laughs> yeah, me. Right, Sammy, who's your front three? Uh, front three, I've gone for Jared Bowen. Um, for the reasons D-Man said, I mean, the guy is just... He's always there. He's always been there. FPL Don as well has helped him out in a few game weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, the guy has been brilliant for West Ham and um, he's one of the more consistent players in the league. Uh, the other wide man, I'm going to go for Mo Salah, um, has dropped off after AFCON. Um, still got a couple of goals, but he does lead in goals and assists and earlier in the season the guy was just unplayable um, I'm going to agree with Stell I'm going to say Cristiano Ronaldo he's just come back into the league and he's got 18 goals you know and this Man United team is just any team now they're a dead team but he's still producing the goods at the age he's at I mean when I was 37 I, I couldn't do the stuff that he's doing you know but you've never been uh, able to do the thing when he was 21 <laughs> oh. <laughs> man said, man said, when he was 37 20, 20 years ago <laughs> he's one of them oh I would have been a troll but my knee no but he's um, he, even with the despite Man United's uh, dismal season he's been the one bright spark in that team and uh, it's like he's just, and whether he stays or not, I don't know. But he's 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 the one that's been doing the job for them when they, you know, haven't when players have been performing. He's the one who stood out. So um, yeah, that's my Let front three. Let me tell you but, something. Let me tell you something. Right? Yeah. If if 
Ten Hag keeps him, in mm-hmm. the next five or six years, the, the, the younger players that come through at Man United, we're going to be saying they'll be doing well because of Ronaldo's impact, him being yeah. in and around the club, the, the mm-hmm. advice that he gives and, and everything. And this is what I'm talking about, having experienced players in the squad who perhaps don't play loads of games, but they have that thing there. I'll, I'll keep referring back to Henrik Larsson and, and Laurent Blanc when, when we got them in. All right, they're on mm-hmm. the tail end of their careers. And Blanc was a disaster the first few months. But ask Rio Ferdinand and Wes Brown and John O'Shea what they picked up from that World Cup winner. Ask yeah. you know, Wayne Rooney what he picked up from Henrik Larsson. Having players like that with that experience, you, you can't buy it, which is why with Liverpool right now, while Van Dijk isn't on the way out, he'll be there for longer than perhaps you'd expect him to be because you've got a lot of youngsters still coming through. I mean, look at Harvey, what's his name? Harvey Elliott, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You don't think he's talking to players like Thiago every day to find out more. You, you need these players in your squad for the younger younger players to break through. So, yeah, sorry. That's 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 my interjection. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's, you, sorry, go. No, no, that's 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 what that's my front three. But I was gonna wax a bit lyrical about Luis Diaz because for me, without his uh arrival, I we, again like everybody's been saying we would not be where we are at the moment. And, um, you know, it's <laughs> still a possibility we can do it, come on, Villa. But um, what, what what I would like to say is that one of the best forwards, wing forwards that I've ever seen was Iron Robin. And I always wanted a player in the Liverpool squad who was like just like Robin. And I think Luis Diaz fits that mould perfectly. Don't be silly. Luis Diaz has got more in his locker. Luis Diaz is clear of Robin. I'm telling you. Yeah, wow. yeah. This is Big Sam speaking. Love him, man. We know he gets one of these every week, bro. Man said Robin, you know. Left yeah. footed on the other side. Sam's got new black yeah. seed oil, so we're lucky he's even here to be perfectly honest. We're lucky he's even here. <laughs> Diaz can go both ways, bro. Robin, you know what Robin's gonna do, bro. He just couldn't stop it. Well, what I'm saying a, is that. Can I give a special mention to uh, Tony, who we didn't mention because he's another player that had a really, he's had a yeah, really yeah. good season, man. He's been yeah. fantastic, absolutely fantastic. Fuck Brentford. If you look to the left of that video, you can see Goliath in the background behind the by, but but behind both of them, you know what I mean? Right, <laughs> right. Goliath, what is your front three, please? Front two, isn't it? Oh no, two, front yeah, yeah, because he's got four in midfield, didn't he? Yeah. Which is your front two? Um, I despise myself because I don't even like mentioning Tottenham, man. I, I, I. I try and keep them out of my team. No, I'm serious. I try and keep them out of my team. So for 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 that reason, Harry Kane can't make it. But I can't deny son. I can't deny him. The guy has been unreal. Unreal deny. Yeah. And for me, <laughs> for me, all jokes aside, when we played them before the game, especially as someone that watches Juve. As soon as they signed Kulusevski, I thought to myself, the rest of the league is in trouble. Because for me personally, and it pains me to say this, right, I think they've got probably the 
third best front three. Kuluzewski, Son and Kane is ridiculous. If they can keep hold of Kane next season and sign a couple more players, that 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 front three, Kuluzewski is coming. He he nearly made my team. He's been a bad a boy, bad boy, and I warn people. Yeah, he's dangerous. Like when he's on form, so him, Kane, and Son, ridiculous. And then, I mean, I'm sure we'll get to it, but to to come off and come on to have Lucas Moore against tired legs as well. Tottenham have got a good squad. I'm going to say Son, um, mm-hmm. and D-Man's going to think I'm taking the piss, right? I'm going to go, and, and, and I know he ain't played up front, but I'm going to go with Joe Linton, bruv. Chase, Chase. Okay, all right, all right. I'm going to go with Joe Linton. What's happened? Big Joe, big yeah. Joe, Eddie Howe happened. You, you, yeah. you could have you just put five in midfield then. Box to box general, yeah? General. And you know what? That's not like what I was about. Like cleaned up your team general. on Monday. Cleaned up the midfield. Moving like Pran Vieira. <laughs> <laughs> He's a beast. He's a the beast. Was, listen, the man was a janitor on Monday. Cleaned <laughs> <laughs> up everything, bro. Ground, groundskeeper <laughs> Willie. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you. Where did this brother come from? <laughs> Hold tight, Eddie Howe. Yeah? Exactly. Sell's favourite player, favourite manager. Listen. <laughs> he, listen. He was clamping like Arsenal players were on a double yellow, bruv. <laughs> he was moving mad. Yeah. No, Xhaka. Big Joey. Yeah. Joey. J7. I was... I was going to say Son and Salah, but everyone's done Salah. And for me, he's tailed off towards the end of the season. No no hate. But yeah, Joe Linton has to get thrown in there. Unreal. Unreal for me. Nice, nice, nice. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. So, right, so that's everyone's team of the season in. So, right, who are we going with for player of the season? But there can um, only be one. Surely. I'm going... Despite the drop-off, look, no, but it's, it's tight because for the first half of the season, I'd say it's Salah. For the second half of the season, I'd say it's De Bruyne. But just for the fact of the ridiculousness in the first half of the season, I'm going to keep it with Salah. Goals and assists in the league. I made the case, as I said earlier, um, with Kane last season, so I've got to stick to it and be consistent. So I'm going to stay with Salah for it for how devastating it was in the first half of the season. Though I don't know what he's on <laughs> the second half of the season, but yeah, I'm going with Salah. <laughs> D, got to be KDB, bro. Like for me personally, um, he had a slow start to the season simply because of injury um, and the injections he was taking in his foot and that whatever. But once he gets motoring, yeah, there's no one in the league like him. That man is, and like I said, the ultimate big game player, with especially when it comes to the league, yeah, countless. He's done it season after season, but he's done it again this season. The big games, he's turned up with performances, not just goals, but performances, consistent performances. Yeah, he's their go-to guy, and if if City bag the league on Sunday, it will be because of him. Yeah, to me, the the crazy the, the quality of the assists, the quality of the goals that he's been scoring, the quality of the all-round play. He's just he's just a beast for me, man. and he, he just continues to be so. Headed to me, head and shoulders above anybody else currently. Yeah, 
when it, the, the the tail end of the season or when you get when the season really gets going, I think it's been him. So for me, KDB. You think KDB is better than Wilfred and Didi? How dare you? <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'm joking, right? <laughs> Still, who is your player of the season? Yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with uh, De Bruyne as well, and uh, not not just for the same reasons that Steve just mentioned. What we also need to consider is that De Bruyne has been playing with pain-killing injections throughout the season. It hasn't been just like a few months. It's been the whole bloody season. And I think City needs to be very, very careful now because we've got the World Cup coming. They're going to have a shorter pre-season. And there's a chance we might not even see De Bruyne at the World Cup because if he gets injured between now and when when the national teams are called up, it's going to be a long-term one because of how much pressure and strain there is on that injury. So, like I said, City needs to wrap him up in cotton wool or sign another player that can play in his position because if they don't, it's going to be bad. There's going to be tears for him. But he's been outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And Joe, we can talk about his goals, his goals, the contributions, but he's a captain as well. This is the thing. He's not just this, this little kid that's in the middle of the park spraying balls left, right, and centre. He's a captain. He's a leader. They look up to him now, and um, yeah, he's, he's been he's been fantastic. Don't get me wrong, Salah is is uh, head and shoulders above most players, but I think I think De Bruyne edges it, especially at the business end of the season. Scoring what was it three, four goals he scored at Wolves the other day. You know that's that's just like that's elite mentality. You know the 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 title isn't done and dusted yet. I want the title. I want it. So I'm just going to dig my club out of the fucking mire. I'm surprised he didn't take the penalty the weekend. I was going to say, that boy. Boy. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Happy anyway that he didn't. Sam, who's your player of the season? Player of the season for me is Jared Bullseye Bowen. For me. Um, as for reasons I've already said, uh, his partnership with Antonio has been a very good one. Uh, and there's some games where he's just been playing and no one can handle him. Uh, I would say that um, next season, if he carries on the way he does, I wouldn't be surprised if some of the big boys start calling, if they're not going to call this summer. Um, but yeah, he's he's just been uh, fantastic for West Ham this season. So, Jared Bowen. Cool, cool, cool. And um, lost Goliath, who's your player of the season? Um, I'm not going with Salah. I'm I'm going with I'm going with Big Kev. For me, I've got him up there alongside um, Gerard Lampard, Vieira, Yaya Torre, Skulls. That debate. I mean, sorry. Let me take out Skulls. Thank you. Yeah, I've 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 got him up there with with those guys in terms of for me, he's honestly one of the best central midfielders I've ever witnessed in my life. Let alone in the Premier League, in in any league, the man is an absolute machine. He's unreal. He's an unreal baller. Left foot, right foot, he's got everything. Um, and for me, I think he's shown it this season, um, consistently. And yeah, he's playing with an injury as well. Phenomenal footballer, absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um, something still touched on that I want to go back to just quickly before I forget mm-hmm. as well. 
Sadio Mane definitely deserves special mention this season. And yep. you, you mentioned that he goes under the radar lots. Listen, when Liverpool went back to Southampton once again, and I was one of the people leading the pack as well, drawing out D-Man and drawing out Big Sam, I was casting, casting for the amount that you guys paid for Sadio Mane. And mm. I soon shut my mouth. And when people started talking about he was the best in the world, when he went through his massive, I don't want to say purple patch, I think that's a bit disrespectful. But when he went through his his little little patch where he was considered the best in the world, no one had any arguments for that. So, yeah, Mane gets a mention. For me, Kevin De Bruyne this season, or hands down. Cool, cool, cool. Right. Now, interesting, Bob, because I've actually been in another group with people and this calls controversy. Young player of the year. I'm going to go. You could say it's an alternative pick, but I was gassing this guy up last season when he was at West Brom. This season, he's been on loan at Crystal Palace. And though the last, I'd say, six games or so, he's not really done much. Um, it's only been one goal recently. I don't even think he's got any assists. But just for the devastating effect he's had, just for when I've gone down to Sellers Park this season, how well he's looked, my young player of the season is Conor Gallagher. I'd agree with that. Mine's Conor Gallagher as well. Um, okay. As you know, like I see him every other week because I'm a season ticket holder. Um, what he's done in that Palace midfield... Um, they've been lacking for a very, well, since I've seen them play, to be honest. Like, he, he's got a hell of an engine on him. Like, to box the box, he, 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 he's got it in him. And he can tackle, he can attack, he's got an eye for a pass. You know, he knows when to pass or when to run off the ball and stuff. Like, he, he could be, like, I don't... I would, I personally hope Palace keep holding him, but I don't think they will. Um, yeah. but if he goes back to Chelsea, I do not see why he can't put his stamp on that first team. He's that good. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, and I think he will get better and better. As long as he's given the opportunity, he will get better and better because you look at him and he's he he he, he studies the game. You can tell he studies the game and he wants to learn. Yeah, and he, he's improving as the game's going. Yes, he's had a bit of a tail off at the end of the season and stuff. Um, but for the three quarters of the season, yeah, as a young player, phenomenal, phenomenal for Palace. So, yeah, he's part of the reason why they've had such a decent season. And changing their style of play, he was key to that. So, yeah, shout out to Pierre so. for getting that in through the door as well. Him, him, he does really good interviews. And my favourite person in interviews is James Madison. But I love... Gallagher's hunger they're always trying to be like oh asking him do you think you're getting to Chelsea's team he's like no but I'm here now at Palace and I love it here like if he was given if Chelsea told him today you could go to Palace permanently he will take that with he, he would say that because he's loving his football he's broken into the England squad as you said the engine of the box to box he's a decent passer some of his finishes this season are what have surprised me but I knew it was coming because he spoke about the fact that He's a box-to-box midfielder, but as he said, it seems like box-to-box guys don't get the respect that they get yeah. unless they get more goals. And he he's, been watching, you can tell he's been watching Frank Lampard. The, the tape <laughs> of Frank Lampard, you can tell. Like, he's been scoring Chelsea will take the money and run. Huh? Chelsea will take the money and run. If they do, yeah. at the minimum, they'll put a buyback in there like they've done with Liverpool and um, 
Gwehi, you get what I'm saying, but for the main, their academy is is is, is just on stuff from years ago. But They'll take um, the money and run. Uh, hmm? They'll take the money and run. You get what I'm saying, but yeah, but no, he he is levels like he's finished when they beat Everton. Was you at that game, D? When they beat yeah. Everton, yeah. the late goal, isn't it? The late goal, yeah. Oh, wait, everybody oh. called it. He scored a bad boy goal away at um, Brighton. He scored he, that goal at West Ham earlier on in the season, away at West Ham, when he controlled it, turned, cut, and then banged it bottom corner. Plus, Fabianski, the Gallagher's a player, man. He's a player, just a joy to watch, man. You get me? So, boy, Stel, Stel, who's your young player of the year? Um, cast your mind back to last June, June or July, I think it was June, when uh, England... Um, lost the final of the Euros and I said this player is going to remind me of David Beckham in the sense that he had a dreadful end of a tournament he was vilified by the public and he will come back to have one of the best seasons in his career now Beckham obviously won the treble and this lad wasn't going to win the treble but I think the way that he has conducted himself on and off the pitch um, his performances for his team who have perhaps overachieved given their squad and um, he's played every game this season so far and that's Bukayo Saka he's played 37 league games this season I think he has been phenomenal this season for the the pressure that he's been under the weight of expectation um, his contribution 11 goals this season Um, you know the the kid shows no fear uh, and you know what Uh, that club and that fan base, no disrespect, they put a lot of pressure on younger players. But this lad, it's like a duck, duck to water. And I think he's been phenomenal, honestly. Yeah, he, he, was, he was close for me. It was a close one for me. Um, but yeah, Saka, the funny thing with Saka is that I saw him, I even asked um, uh, Goliath because he wasn't necessarily too high on him at stage. I saw Saka play quite a few seasons ago for Arsenal in a... Um, Europa League game and I was like oh this guy can play and I went and asked every Arsenal fan that I know and out of about well not everyone but I lost at least 10 of them and like one person rated him at the time so it's interesting now to see how a lot of them obviously you, you can change your opinion but how they rate him now I saw him doing bits just the way he touched the ball beating players and what I saw from earlier I thought this guy's got a little something about him and now all of them sing his praises but back when I was first asking them about him they're like I don't think he's going to make it I don't think he's that good he can't beat a man this that blah 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 and all this but you know it's, it's what it is for, for me it's, it's also the, the, the mental side of things because you know, as I said, he, he missed a crucial penalty in mm-hmm. the biggest game this country has had in decades. We're not talking mm-hmm. about every four years they get to a semi-final, they get to a final and they're in contention. Apart from the World Cup semi-final, they hadn't reached the final since 66. 66. And he steps okay. up to take a penalty to keep them in the competition and he misses it. And everything that he went through from, from the racism from the abuse on the terraces to all the kind of shit. He's 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And yet he comes on that pitch and it's almost as if it didn't happen. It's like he's so focused. He doesn't shy away from games. He doesn't go missing. All right, he has bad games, but let's get it right. Which 20-year-old has a fucking, you know, the game of his life every single game? And he's performed consistently. And he and maybe a couple others in that Arsenal team have stood out head and shoulders from, from the rest of their, their experienced teammates. 
as I said, that kid is something special, man. And at 20 years old, yeah, he's got a great future ahead of him, man. He's, he's been brilliant this season. Yeah. Goliath, who's your young player of the year? I didn't want to be biased and say Saka. For, um, for me, it was, it was. I don't want to say the obvious choice, but it kind of is the obvious choice. I'd, I'd, I mean, now someone else has said him, I can say him and, and, and not make it feel like I'm being biased. My only issue with Saka, and, and this is coming from someone that's watched him all season and, and you just touched on it, there are games, I don't want to say that he goes missing, but there are games where you want him to beat his man. You want him to get past his man. You see, when I talk about Diaz and his high ceiling, Diaz's ceiling is higher than Saka's in the terms of dribbling, close control, how you are on the ball. Do you remember the YouTube compilations you used to see of Nicola Pepe before we signed him? The ones you used to see of Usman Dembele, like that level of beating a man. I want Saka to kind of get to that level. I want you to be able to... Salah... I want you to be able to strip, pause. I want you to be able to strip that fullback, get past him every single time. I think if he can learn to do that, the world's his oyster. For me, well, I think he has got five years on him. Let's get that right for a start. <laughs> yeah, but five, and I mean, I mean, experience on him and international experience. So, yeah. like, you know, I, I, I get mean, what you're saying because you, you want to see more. You want to see that, yeah, head down, beat a man. Yeah, that, that, time, that level of. That level of dribbling is what I want him to get to. There are people of Saka's age that do have that in their locker. Um, I just is, it, is that down to the manager then? The team instructions? I'd say yes. You see it in games where they do get the ball out wide. He does do it. Um, but I just want to see it. And again, I think... Your, your, your. I'm, I'm proving your point in the sense that we're putting a lot of pressure on these young players because I'm just mm-hmm. about to say I want to see, I want to see all the time from him, and I need to remember he's 20. But then I also need to remember the managers put him in that position. So if you're going to go out there and play every week, these are the things you're going to have to do. Is it a season too early? That's another conversation. But. Yeah, I think I think a little bit more consistency from what's been an already good, a little bit more consistency from what has already been a really good season, and I think he'll become a world beater. Sammy, um, <coughs> I was Bo- Bowen, say is, Bowen isn't in contention. Sorry, <laughs> he's, he's too old. <laughs> I know, by about one year or two years. Um, I was going to say Phil Foden. Uh, but I am going to agree with D-Man and Double D on this one and say Conor Gallagher. Um, Foden has more goals and assists, but Gallagher for me, I like what Vieira's been doing at Palace, how, as opposed to where Hodgson was there, uh, Zaha was still like the, the talisman, the standout player. Without him, nothing happened. But now, you know, the goals come from everywhere. You know, Meteta, Edward, um, even uh, the young lad Elise, he's gotten in on the action as well. Uh, but Gallagher is, is I didn't know much about him before the season, but he's been a, a significant contributor to where Palace are. And like the guys have said, he can pass, he can shoot, um, he can take on a man. He's, he, he plays with no fear. 
And um, he's for, for Pal- I think for Palace fans, uh, you know, D- I mean, Dieman, he's, he's watched the games, he's seen it. I, I, you know, he'll tell you for himself that like, he has done. But the guy, the kid has been fantastic for them, you know, and he's just been just part of the reason why uh, Vieira's team has done so well this season. Right. Manager of the season. Would be controversial. Um, I I wanted. I know where this is going. I know where this is going already. (laughs) I know. No, no, seriously, I wanted to go. I wanted to go for Eddie Howe, but I'm just thinking that you have to wait till Sunday. I've got to go. <laughs> Technically, yeah, we look, we can revise it, but as we're here, I'm just, uh, uh, you have to yeah. wait till Sunday. You have to no, wait till don't. Sunday. No, you don't. Yes, you do. Jurgen no, you don't. Jurgen yes, Norbert. you do. Jurgen Club. I'm sorry. You might even have to wait till the Champions League finals been played. No, no, no this, is this is Prem. This is Prem. This is Prem. I'm going club. I wanted to go to Eddie Howe. I was that close to going to Eddie Howe. I'm going to go. Because right. I'm hoping because I'm hoping the Newcastle fan picks Eddie Howe. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> of course I'm going to pick Eddie Howe. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> no. I'm not going to spend too much time because we had it in the last podcast there. Yeah. But we know that obviously we know spent money, no doubt about that. Yeah. Yeah. But you have to consider as well the no wins in 14 games. Mm-hmm. The five points drift off safety when he took over. Yeah, he got us well clear of relegation. Yeah, mm-hmm. and to a man, he's improved every single player. Yeah, say it again. Yeah, every single player. And, and we, we talk about Joe Linton transformation, but even the cells. You got to talk about, look, 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 at, look at, for instance, Emil Craft. Yeah, he was our third choice right back. Yeah, now Trip has been injured, but he's displaced Mankio and he, he hasn't looked back. And if you look at his performances under Steve Bruce to what he's done now, yeah, and the team as a whole. New, I don't think people realise how diabolical Newcastle were under Steve <laughs> And when I saw them at Palace, oh my... Listen, I can't even go into that, but the transformation in the players, the style of play, what he's done for the club, the, the way he's lifted the mood of the club, and he's actually got us playing a bit of decent football. To me, I, don't, I, I can't look past it. I can't look past his achievements for me personally. I know I'm biased because I'm a Newcastle fan, but you just don't understand the pain I've suffered for, for how many years. To what it is now, like now, I watch his press conferences. Yeah, I, I look. I watch his press conferences. I watch his training. All of that, like the the difference that he's brought to that club, unreal, unreal. So for me, Eddie Howe. Big up, big up, big up. Still manager of the year or the season, rather. Antonio Conte. Antonio Conte comes into this Spurs team that are dead on their fucking knees, haven't got a clue what they're doing. They're running 15 kilometres more every game. They're more organised. They're not conceding as many goals. Um, and the guy's fucking bonkers. He doesn't take any <laughs> shit. And, and somehow, somehow, he's actually working well with Daniel Levy. 
Wallah, what's going on? I've never heard that. Just I've never heard someone say that before in my life. But anyway, no, mate. You know, and to be honest, as I said, the transformation has been phenomenal. You know, as I said, Spurs, Spursy. That's the term that people use. But you can you can say that we still got Sunday to talk about because it obviously hasn't happened yet. But and there is a chance that the Spursiness could happen. But no, I can't see it with this manager. If it was a Pochettino, if it was Mourinho, I could see it. But this guy, nah, he's not going to let it happen. No fucking chance. And the players ain't going to let it happen. And I'll tell you this for now, him managing to get rid of Deli Alley, <laughs> fucking hell. Like, <laughs> he deserves that award just, just for getting money for this fucking clown. You know? So, yeah, no, nah, he's, he's been brilliant, man. He's been absolutely brilliant. Emerson Royale looks like a decent player. What's going on? Ben Davis is looking like a centre-back. What's going on? That's what, Eric that's Dyer what, is looking like a footballer. What's going that's on? That's what, that's what I was going to say. When you look at the defenders, Bar Romero, because obviously he paid for Atalanta, and everyone knows Atalanta have done it, like basically my second Italian team. You don't rate, you can pay for it when you rate it, it's defenders, and he's got them conceded less goals. And you sit there and you think, <laughs> got them organised. Ryan Sessignon. What a play he's turning out to be under, mm. under Conte. You know, uh, Kulisevsky signed him, been outstanding. Bentancur has been brilliant. Mm. Like I said, you know, it, it's difficult to to change the mindset of footballers who have got a defeatist attitude. But he's come in, and all right, it took him a bit of time, and they've had some some really bad defeats. But you know, they went to Anfield, they're unlucky not to get three points. They beat City at, at the Etihad. All right, United gave him a mauling, but that that could have been completely different if spots and maybes. Um, that that victory against Arsenal was huge, absolutely huge. And you know, obviously, okay, Arsenal haven't won a game since the new White Hart Lane has been built or rebuilt, shall I say? Um, but the the manner in which they won that game, the first five ten minutes, all right, was quite edgy, and obviously the the, the sending off had a, a big part to play, but they took Arsenal apart second half. It, it, it wasn't even a joke. Like, you're looking at you thinking, what's going on? And that, that's down to this manager, man. He's just, yeah, he's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. There you go. Sammy? Um, shout out to Dick Thomas Frank and Graham Potter. Uh, both have done well with their respective teams. But again, I think like last season, I'm going to go with David Moyes. Um, I think West Ham, uh, you could say now they're, well, this is, this is league, but uh, they've put themselves in a position where they, be, they can become a, more of a European staple, if that makes any sense. And um, for them to get to a semi-final whilst navig- navigating their way up the league, um, it's, it's unfortunate they didn't beat Frankfurt. But, Do you not think they've won it this season? No, nah, it's difficult. It's difficult for any team because that 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 Europa League is arduous. Mm. It's an mm. arduous campaign. So for any team to balance that and the league, it's it's, it's always going to be difficult. I mean, uh, Burnley, uh, Leicester, you know, it's, it's it's tough. But look where they are on the table. They they can still, I think, are they seventh now? Yeah, yeah. So. <sighs> I think if, if they win their game, I don't know who it is they're playing on Sunday, 
and right. I think an United flop against Palace, which is a possibility, then it's Europa again. You know, and it's 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 a considering uh, them not winning the semi final, not getting to the final. It's that's an achievement as far as I'm concerned. West Ham are more of a formidable side on the Moyes than they ever have been. So that, that, that's credit to him and the team. But as a manager, we used to, we'd laugh at, I mean, not so much at Everton, but it's then at Man United. It's a forgettable one. You know, then he went to Sociedad, didn't work out, and now he's found his place. So, you know, big ups to him. He's my manager of the season. Cool, 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 cool. Um, Goliath, who's your, who's your manager of the season? I don't think the league is as competitive as everyone's making it out, right? Let's be clear. It's well, this season especially. It's, it's it's Liverpool, City, and then there's everyone else. Um, <clears throat> would you would have... you would you mean Chelsea won the league in October? What are you talking about? <laughs> but this 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 kind of proves my point. As bad as Arsenal have been, right? As bad as Tottenham have even been, Chelsea are what three, four points behind, ahead rather. Um, so as far as I'm concerned, manager of the season goes one or two ways. You either pick, you either pick Klopp or you pick Pep because the rest, the rest of them bar one team, and this is where I'm going. The rest of them bar one team this season have been abysmal, right? And as D-Man touched on. The first 14 games, zero wins, right? And to have one game left of the season and for Newcastle to have lost two more games than Arsenal in fifth. <laughs> I'm going to say that again, right? <laughs> 14 games without a win. And then to end the season with two more defeats than Arsenal in fifth. And which teams beat us? At, which teams beat us at home under Eddie Howe in the league? It's, it's Eddie Howe. The top like for me, in for hundred million. I know, I know. This is a discussion, but it's not even a discussion. <laughs> who else if, are if you going to pick if, over if, if, Eddie he Howe? if he doesn't have hundred million in January, do, do they stay up? People, Thomas, Thomas Frank did. What? Thomas Frank did. Thomas Frank did well. I don't think it's even fair to run that excuse considering he only bought in how many players? And after that, we were still, people still telling us we're getting relegated. Odds on for relegation. Yep. I don't think, I don't think this season people can throw that excuse in there. I'm going to give him a well, blank. If, if, if people can use the excuse that Man City have spent money to win the league, then surely you can... And we was having this conversation in the group chat yesterday, weren't yesterday. we? Yesterday, yep. Was it yesterday? Yep. That excuse is null and void now, especially, listen, Sturridge and Suarez, so it was Brendan Rodgers. Brendan Rodgers nearly done it on a limited budget, right? And then, and then Claudio Ranieri just came and shut everyone down. So that excuse can't run anymore and hasn't been able to for years. So for people to say that now is ridiculous. Look how much Arsenal have spent. Look how much Man United have spent and look at where we both are. <laughs> money money means nothing. If you're giving the money, listen, if you're giving money to a man that don't have sense in his head, it means nothing. 
No, I, made- I agree with you. You need to spend the money and you need to, when you, sorry, when you spend the money, you need to recruit correctly and you need to get the best out of these players. And I get it. And I said it on the last show we did together that Eddie Howe deserves the praise for molding those players and getting the best out of them. However, if he didn't have that money to spend, he'd be playing with the same squad that he inherited under Bruce. So would he have got this, the best out of those players? I think he would have. I yeah? think he would have. I, I think, think they, they, the, 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 main, the main persons, two of the people he's improved the most, um, Joe Linton and Croft, they were already there. Okay, but what Look about the performances? Okay, but yeah, well, Shelby has been brilliant for Newcastle. Let's get that one right. Yeah, under well, Eddie no, Howe, he, he, he was useless before that. What really under Bruce? Under, Bru- under Bruce, under Bruce, the yeah, Newcastle fans wanted him out. Bruce, Newcastle fans, he wasn't even getting a game. Newcastle, remember, he was a loose hit, loose kicking. Yeah, headless chicken getting sent off and needlessly and all that, putting on weight. I don't know what. Yeah, look, the, basically what I've been trying to say is, if you take the hundred million out of the equation, if he if he had five million to spend, would he have got them in the position that they're in now? I don't think so. They they would have stayed up. Right. They'd have stayed up. Yeah, but to to be punching at this level, no, I don't think they would. And this is the argument I have with Rod all the time about Graham Potter. You know, you know we have a back and forth you know he's he's a you know team how I'm team Potter and you know I think the guy he's worked on a shoestring budget and they've had some bad results but I'll tell you this if they had a goal scorer someone I could put the ball in the back of the net where right. would they be and I'll tell you this, but I'll tell you this though had Eddie Howe taken charge of Newcastle and had our players fit we don't need to buy Chris Ward and had Callum Wilson and that we would have been, been near to relegation under Eddie Howe. That was, a quarter, that was a quarter of the money to spend. And the only Potter we acknowledge is Harry Bruff. <laughs> what? <laughs> How dare you? No, yeah. paper. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what? I, I, <laughs> put a paper. Hey. I, let, I let the Cristiano Ronaldo celebration slide, but this Harry Potter thing now has got me worried about yeah. it. You triggered him. You triggered him. I don't know what's going on now. <laughs> Being Gryffindor, bruv. <laughs> uh, you wish Graham Potter was in charge of Arsenal. You lot would be balling out. Out, yeah? Facts. Yeah, I said it. Facts, not facts. <laughs> you ball it out. And Champions League would have been wrapped up. None of this nonsense has going on. You get me? You ain't heard <laughs> no chat from me for a reason. I follow Arsenal, <laughs> Trust the process, bro. Trust the process. Right, last, last, last one, and then when we do the um, individually, um, what we did a few seasons ago, individually, but for each team, player of the season, etc., whatnot. We'll save the overachievers and underachievers for that. So, last one, goal of the season. I would have. It is it's a most other goal. Up until a few weeks ago, I would have given it to the goal against Manchester City because I think just the timing of it and it was outrageous because City had been better in the second half. Liverpool came back in... Sorry, better in the first half, rather. Liverpool came back into it in the second half. It came with some devastating counter-attacks and then that Salah goal was brilliant. But for the fact it was 26 passes, every man touched the ball and then the Pass from Sadio Mane and then the control. I'm going to give it to for Salah's goal against Man United. And for the life of me, I can't understand how this goal did not win um, 
goal of the month. They, I think um, Xhaka's goal won ahead of it. I don't know how that runs, but whatever. I'm giving it to um, Mo Salah. Okay, so mm. similarly, I'm gonna go for Salah, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go the other way. Yeah, mm. that goal against United, or it was 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 it was United, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, phenomenal, and mm. mainly because don't go to meet the the passing, everyone touching the ball, and I can that, but the pass for Mane, yeah, outrageous, made that goal. outrageous, yeah. Mm. But I'm still I'm still gonna go for Salah against Man City. Mm-hmm. Simply because of the individual effort and the quality of the opposition. Yeah. yeah? We know this Man United team is dead. Harry <laughs> Maguire is dead. Yeah, all of the defense is dead. So not saying everyone anyone could have done that, but it's like playing against a Sunday League team, let's be real. <laughs> but the, the one against Man City, to me, against the quality of the opposition, the best, arguably the best team in the Prem. And the close control, the way he, he dropped man on the floor and that, and the finish, nah, man, I, I can't see past that. What I will say, though, had Callum Wilson scored that goal against Ramsdale midweek, that would have mm. been my goal of the season. <laughs> yeah. That would have been my goal of the season. If I'm, I almost trashed my, my front room, bro. I was like, ah! We were, I went <laughs> mad. When he did that ball, I went crazy. Yeah? But just wait. But yeah, for me, most of against Man City. <laughs> still, still, what's your goal of the season? Boys, I'm not going to lie to you, yeah. When I, when I was growing up, I used to uh, really like Lofa Mateus, the uh, Inter Milan and Bayern Munich midfielder. He was phenomenal. And there's also another German player. He was a sweeper, actually. His name was Klaus Augenthaler, and he just had a rocket of a right foot. And I love goals that are just like from long range. I just smashed in. And uh, Rodri's goal against Everton, where he Ooh. just... <laughs> <Ew>. <laughs> I don't know how the net didn't burst like he just <laughs> levered it. You, know, you can say Kovacic, Kovacic's goal against Liverpool. Okay, it's us. As well, yeah, but that was outrageous. No, yeah. Rodri's goal. He, yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> if, if the goalkeeper got a hand to it, he'd have lost his hands. That's, that's it. <laughs> that's it. I mean, I, I could, I could talk about a goal. Monia scored that scored as well, which is very similar. But I, 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 I could bring it up on screen as well, but I'll do it later. But yeah, no, it's yeah, if, if Monia win the cup for doing a Monia special. <laughs> yeah, okay, yes, damn right, damn right. But um, yeah, no, Rod Rodri's goal was just like, yeah, get out of the fucking way, mate. You're not stopping that. <laughs> You're not stopping it. But yeah, that's it. That's the one. Actually, you say that, Dean, because obviously you picked Salah's goal against Man City. Would you say that that was the game of the season as well? The two, to, the first two-two. Yes, I think, I think the second one it comes close, but this one, yeah, yeah. The second one, the second one, bar the Sterling disallowed goal, kind of tailed off towards the end. But the first hour, seventy yes. minutes was brilliant. But this that, other one game, was like, that first one was like a boxing match, like sluggish. <laughs> yeah, that first forth, one, that's what I'm saying. Back forth, back forth, back forth, back forth. Yeah, and then just when you thought, because the crowd were going nuts, that Liverpool were going to win it, then the Buena came and then made it 2 2. You got saying, and that's the thing. The 2 2, the two best teams in the, the Prem going going back and forth. Yeah, to me, that was the best one. Best <laughs> that, game, that game was nuts. Right. Sammy, who is, uh, who, who scored your goal of the season, Robert? Um, still already mentioned Rodri. Uh, I thought that goal was uh, 
I, I jumped out of my seat when I saw that. I thought it just came out of nowhere. Um, and I think in the same game, Sterling scored a very good goal as well. I'm, I'm going to go for a goal scored. I was, I was trying to remember it for the longest time, but Lanzini scored a mad goal. Mm. Uh, Palace. Palace. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it, it's, it's, it, it kind of gave me um, Pepe Cisse vibes against Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> um, the way it was a ball from Declan Rice, yeah, and Rice went um, on a little run and then played it to him, yeah. and then like you flicked up, touched yeah. it, and then smacked it right. into the goal. But when you see it from behind the goal, he was at the game, D, right? Bro, no, that was away, that was West Ham Palace, isn't it? It was, wasn't it? Was it no, Palace? Um, West Ham were away, yeah, but Palace at home. Yeah, it was at oh, Palace. Yeah, yeah, it was at Palace at home, yeah. I didn't go to Oh, you didn't go? Okay, because I thought the goal was good anyway, but then they showed another angle and his technique, the way his foot goes when he hits the volley. I'm like, oh, skin! <laughs> I, I said, but I said, man, that, that was... Seeing that, 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 when I saw it first, I was like, what's this? What's this? And when they slowed it down, I thought, I had to give this guy Reyes. Brilliant goal. Brilliant Jeez. goal. Great finish. Yeah, 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 yeah. Jeez! Man's like, man's like, I'm just telling you. I'm bring that up because you're getting copyrights because that's from Sky Sports, so you'll be all right. Should have put it on the big screen. Should have put it on the big screen. <laughs> but yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad boy goal still. Yeah, so, right, which, which goals did we go with? So we've gone for Mo Salah's goal. Let me see if I get that one up. Oh yeah, versus City. Uh, <laughs> that yeah, that 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 goal was a man. The commentator was just in awe, bro. This is the one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, but yeah, Laporte in the blender. You said. Oh, that's a messy finishing. That's a messy goal. That's what everyone was coming on and they were coming on there saying, it. And for some reason, people started cussing Cristiano when they said that though he's arguably the greatest of all time, he said he doesn't score goals. He doesn't score goals like that. This fun, the bastard. Is this the one? Yeah. This where the defender doesn't clear it. Yeah, he just goes bang. Yeah, wow. That's an angry it. man. Right? <laughs> That's an angry man. He said, they said Declan Rice is better than me. <laughs> <laughs> Tobias Harris over me. <laughs> Goliath, what's your goal, man? I'll, I'll try to get on ready. <laughs> he only scores bangers. Jacka versus Man United. Oh, Yo, bro, bro, Odegaard, Odegaard, and the second goals against Watford were better than that goal. All jokes aside, oh, no, don't pull the goal up. <laughs> oh, pull it, don't. pull it. I only said that. I only said that because it's on the DD Forty Factory TikTok. It's hilarious. <laughs> It's got to be Salas for me versus it's it's like he kind of he didn't dribble he just chopped and just changed direction and then changed direction and just sent my different different Slalom, what the Watford what the Watford one no, 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 no Salah versus Man City he just showed oh okay no but remember he's got a similar one 
the, the okay, following week. Against yeah. Watford the following week. And that one, he was even mad on their bottom, bruv. You might have a question, Send him up for hot dogs, bruv. Cheap, yeah, cheese cake and that. Moving that puffer, you're making it. It's Watford. Yeah, it's Watford. Okay, it's Watford. This one's got to be this one. Every yeah. Yeah, it's got to be this one. Bumble do the slalom move, who did he duppy? Was it Kafka or for me? For me, who is it? Kafka, Kafka. What the builder, man? It's not <laughs> Behave yourself. But, but, but Behave yourself. I've got a question. You see the um the Liverpool, the other seller guy you were talking about, the passing move, yeah? Yeah. How bad that was, yeah. Yeah. Have you seen a better passing move goal than no way. Wilshire's goal. Jack uh, Wilshire's goal. That for me is the best passing yeah. move. Was it against Norwich? I don't know who it was against. Yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah. goal there. Disgusting. Do you know what? Disgusting. Joe, though it was against my team, do you know what my favourite passing move goal for Arsenal was when we beat them 2 1 but Mellis scored at the end? The Patrick Vieira goal in the 04 05 season. Yeah, yeah, Vieira that was a goal. Big yeah, the passing and the yeah, finish. Yeah. Vieira's control and finish complimented oh. the passing move. You get me? That goal was outrageous. The run as well. Oh, oh, oh! When you say podcast, when you say podcast during the summer when there's no football, we do one of our favorite favorite prem goals all time, brother. You know? Hey, <laughs> and then still, still just rolls them up on the YouTube, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you get me. No yeah, yeah. That that would be that would be wicked. That would be wicked. Yeah, it's all right. So we'll leave it. We'll leave it there, then, and we'll come wait, wait, back wait. to Wait, wait, wait. I need you guys to rate this goal out of ten. I have to do. That. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. What do you money ago? Don't give a fuck. This was when Berg was in charge when we were playing all right football. This is this is our left back. I've seen this. I've seen this is our left back. Bosh, have some of that. <laughs> That's our left back. Yeah. Mm. Okay. People, people listening on SoundCloud can't see this right about now. <laughs> <laughs> or on Spotify. People listening on Spotify can't see this right about now. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? That was a thunderbolt, bro. <laughs> Brilliant. Right. So we'll leave it there. Um, for episode 22 that was fun time shoots by man there were other things I was going to cramp in there but we'll leave it there Um, catch us in our normal slot on a Saturday morning our weekly not our normal our weekly slot rather on a Saturday morning on on top FM 95.5 FM Um, 10am till midday me D-Man Big Sam hopefully have Goliath back regularly real soon um, and that page is at dd 40 Factory underscore on the Twitter and on the Instagram. But anything in regards to the podcast, uh, please use the at dd 40 pod page and, uh, or, and uh, or you can use the hashtag dd 40 pod Hit us up. Let us know what you're, if you, you might have a different team in the season to us, player of the season, goal of the season. But yeah, holler us. You get me? But yeah, and my so uh, my personal Twitter is at double D that's D-U-B-U-L-D-W-E D-Man yes you can find me on the socials Insta and Twitter at illphenomenal25 phenomenal with the F if you can't spell it you can't spoil me but it's there at the bottom of the screen so yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool 
Big Stelios. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Shoot the Defense podcast. No Chopdes podcast. Uh, Instagram at Shaystel and yeah, on morning at last, give a lot. Let's fucking do this. I'm not yours, but anyway. So next time we speak, next time we speak to you, on with the Wonder Cup, yeah. Um, hopefully, man. Honestly, I'm fucking petrified. We're playing against a team that is relegated. They got they went down. Were you saying Were you saying Wigan Man City setting, yeah? Yeah, and the thing is, one of my mates plays for them as well. One of my mates plays for him, so it's, it's yeah, and yeah, it's, it's, it's no, going to be good. Awesome, What's in that brown paper bag? The way I see it is that it, obviously it's a cup final, anything can happen, but we should obliterate them. The way that we've been playing lately under mm. this new manager, you know, when you talk about like, Eddie Howe has, has completely changed it. Like with, with us, all right, Berg did brilliant winning two, well, he won back to back titles. Who is it now? Um, Neil Lennon. Neil Lennon. And the thing is, like, the back end of Berg's tenure, the players, it's almost as if, like, they were drained mentally. The, the focus wasn't there. But Lennon's come in, and it took him a couple of weeks to get settled. But we played Anorthosi, which is, like, one of our rivals in the first leg of the cup. We went to their stadium. And when I tell you, we battered them. And it was like, fuck, where has this come from? And in the second leg, we were down to 10 men after eight minutes. And um, they played 82 minutes with 10 men, and we got a one-all draw. Obviously, we're in the final now. So... Yeah, the players are focused. There's there's been a big um, improvement in in fitness, in uh, in um, uh, running statistics. It's, it's things are things have turned good for us. So yeah, fingers crossed. I'm not going in there complacent. I know it's going to be a difficult game. They're, as I said, they've given us problems this season. They've beaten us a couple of times. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Because the, the stadium is going to be rocking. Is it going to be fucking? But there's going to be 9,000 of our fans then. It's a 12,000 stadium. So, yeah, it's going to be mental. So, keep, you know, keep an eye out on Instagram because I'm going to be doing a lot of videos. And if we win, I'm going to go to the party at the, the training ground. There's going to be another 10,000 fans. So, it's going to be, yeah, but the right. Silo, as we say, touch wood, we, uh, we get the thing. Anyway, too much. Come on, the body. Come on, the body. Right. Big Sammy, socials. Socials, uh, Twitter, uh, at Big Sam A79. And on Instagram at Sam the Man Who Can. Excellent. And last but not least, the life hit up the people, Mr. Flex in the City. Yeah, just Twitter, Flex in the City, Instagram. I don't know you and I don't like you like that. So don't add me there. I'm not telling you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy, you know. Yeah, yeah, just, just, just Twitter, follow me there and follow, follow the DD Footy Factory on TikTok. It's just DD Footy Factory. It's not me just looking at random gal. It is actually football footage and uh, days out that I've had with Arsenal away, which I'll be doing more of next season as well, yeah? So hit us up on, on TikTok as well. we got that popping. Yep, yep. And D&D Footy Factory on um, Facebook too. We're on there. You get me? So, yeah. So that's it for episode 22, the end of season awards. Thank you very much for listening, people. We are out. Peace. Peace.